Welcome back to How Musicians Make It Podcast. My name is Adam. I'm your host. And man, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. I wanted to get back in action here on the podcast and talk about some industry-related things. There's been a lot that's happened since I last posted an episode. I had to take a little break. I've been working at the university uh, on lots of different things, teaching a popular songwriting course. It's been really fun. And... I have been running my ensembles and teaching my normal set of things. And hey, you know, I've been working on Gig Boss. I've been working on this new record that I've been working on for a couple of years. That's going to be called Sampled. And that is just about finished now. So it's been a real race to the finish line for a couple of different things. And so I had to just push pause on the podcast for a bit. Uh, But I'm happy to be back making more episodes. I got a list of episodes. I'm going to make like a billion of them. So there's so many things that I want to be talking about. Uh, not the least of which being Spotify's new payout model. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, as many of you know, I have an app called Gig Boss. It's on iOS and Android. It's a phone app to help you organize your busy career as a musician, as a band leader, as a freelancer. And so if you're somebody who's gigging all the time, it's an awesome tool and it's just getting better and better. Check it out. Uh, here we go. The first thing that Spotify is changing in 2024, and I have my my notes here. I've been reading articles, been watching YouTube videos. I know it's easy. It's easy to just find these articles and read them, but I, I, I went to a whole bunch of different sources, and I'm kind of summarizing everything for you here. All right? So the first thing is that... And this one is the biggest blow. I mean, like the whole way that Spotify is framing this information is like, this is going to be better for real artists, for professional artists, for, uh, they call it, uh, emerging and professional artists, right? This will be better for, quote unquote, legitimate artists. Um, and that is that they are requiring a minimum of 1,000 plays in a year span in order to monetize the track at all. Uh, this is not unlike YouTube, right? YouTube has a minimum of 4,000 watch hours per year and 1,000 subscribers in order for you to begin monetizing your YouTube content. And the fact that those were the parameters behind monetizing on YouTube definitely influenced how the, definitely influenced the kind of content that I made on YouTube in order to get to that point. Now I'm at close to 10,000 subscribers now. I think it's like 8,400. Uh, but it's moving quickly towards 10,000 subs, which is which is rad. Uh, but I did have to kind of change my content to fit a model where I needed to get more subscribers and more watch hours, right? I, I made educational content surrounding the trumpet and, and jazz, but mostly the trumpet and mostly like beginner content, which is not the kind of stuff I want to be doing all the time. But it definitely helps pay the bills because I actually get money from my YouTube channel now every month. Um, more money, significantly more money than I make via streaming on Spotify. But I guess that's for another day. This is similar. Spotify is saying, hey, you have to get to 1,000 streams per year in order to monetize your track. Uh, I don't know. And it doesn't say on Spotify for Artists. So you can find this on Spotify for Artists and read their article about it. It doesn't say whether they will pay you for the thousand that got you to monetization or not. I don't know if that's the case. Um, but what they're saying, their, their justification is, oh, and I wanted to say this could influence the content that is made for Spotify, right? If the goal is we have to get at least a thousand plays, then 
what are musicians going to reverse engineer to get there? Uh, and Spotify is dealing with some of that noise tracks and things like that. That's another thing that we're going to talk about in a little bit. Um, but I'm curious. I'm interested. I'm. Uh, <laughs> I wonder how it will affect the kind of music musicians make. Spotify was probably already affecting the kind of music musicians make. And I think it's going to continue to be impactful on artists because of this new rule that it's not going to monetize any tracks under a thousand plays. You could say, and this is what Spotify is saying, you could say that people don't make that much money on those tracks anyway. And so it doesn't matter. Let's just throw that money to artists who are actually getting real big numbers of streams. And I think that's a little short-sighted. Um, they call these, let's see, I wrote this down. They call these the a drain on the royalty pool. These three things are a drain on the royalty pool. Okay. So they're, they're calling real musicians who are making real music and posting it on Spotify a drain on the <laughs> a drain on the royalty pool and and like i like i get it i get it like it's easy to look at numbers and go that person's not a real artist because they aren't getting a thousand streams on their song but we all know that that's bullshit like there are tons of amazing artists making amazing tracks that don't get much traction on streaming i know a lot of professional musicians who are working full-time as professional musicians, playing gigs, who are making music and putting it on Spotify that not many people are streaming. That doesn't mean this person is not a professional artist. That doesn't mean that this person shouldn't get paid. And also kind of, it's, it's short-sighted in that, like, there are people like me who... I, I have a huge catalog of music. Like I, I've released tons of music. Some of that stuff gets lots of streams. Some of it doesn't. But aggregate, it becomes enough money that it's like, oh, okay, this is a little chunk of change. It's not a ton, but it's like it's something. And so it's it's frustrating to me that Spotify would would call this. Ca I mean, what what the, what they're using as a justification is that money gets it doesn't actually get to the artists the money they're paying out doesn't actually get to the artists they say um you know tracks between 200 plays and a thousand plays only make about three cents per month therefore distribution companies that have a minimum payout amount don't actually ever pay that money out to the artist the artist doesn't actually end up getting that money it's it's either like it's a fee that's paid to in order to withdraw money from a distributor or whatever i i don't know what distributors are talking about because i don't th i think the fee was pretty nominal to withdraw my money from district if there was a fee at all and i think the minimum for a lot of these payouts is, is like a dollar so i i don't think that this is as big an issue as they think it is but they're saying that money is getting lost in the system that companies like DistroKid and CD Baby and TuneCore are just like holding on to this money and not paying it out to the artists um, which is true like there, there are, there's money sitting in artists accounts and one of the ways that these companies make money is they invest the money that sits in their accounts they are essentially a bank right and so they can make interest on the money that sits in the accounts of the users of that company um, this is a model for like tech companies a lot of tech companies use this model to make money Venmo of course PayPal, like these pay apps, the, the way they make money is that people hold money in their accounts and then they can, the company can take that money in and a percentage of it and invest it 
and keep a keep a percentage of it liquid so that if people withdraw, then they'll have money to give out, right? Um, and this is where banks get into trouble in general. Like we we've heard of banks there being a run on the bank, right? Where everybody decides to withdraw all their money and the bank just doesn't have that much money on hand because they've taken a lot of the money that they're holding and they've invested it so that they can make money. Uh, this is how things work, whatever. I do think that, uh, A, this is not as big an issue as, as Spotify is paying it out to be because there are a lot of people like me who have lots of tracks where like aggregate it's enough money to withdraw and so it's not it's a non-issue. And B, the companies that do invest this money that sits in artist accounts they will also be not super pumped about this decision as well because this will mean that not as much like small amount of money is going into these accounts that as spotify says it adds up to something crazy like 40 million dollars a year or something like that let me see i have these numbers uh, uh written down um about 40 million dollars in revenue uh, which will go then to quote unquote legitimate artists or emerging or professional artists. And so, so is, you know, we can believe, we can choose to believe Spotify and what they say or not. But what Spotify says is that that $40 million in revenue per year that goes to these tracks that monetize under a thousand streams, um, that will get redistributed to artists that are making, that are getting more streams. Uh, we could decide like, oh, that's BS. Spotify is not going to do that. But that's what they say is happening. That money is not going to Spotify for profit. That $40 million is going to be reallocated so that artists that get more than 1,000 streams can make more than 0. 0.003 cents per play. That's what they say on their Spotify for Artists page. Uh, okay. About $40 million in revenue. It, it, uh, I said this forgets the artists who have large catalogs of, of music uh, where the small monies add up. I already said that. That's my, I, I fit that category. And I think there's probably, I suspect, a lot of artists that fit in that category that release a lot of music. Some of it does well, some of it doesn't. In terms of streams, I mean, like, there's other ways to monetize your, your tracks that you're making. And we, we've talked about that a little bit on the podcast and we will some more because I just formed a relationship with a new sync licensing agency. That's another one of the milestones I wanted to talk about. But we'll, we'll get there on another episode. Uh, this will make, <laughs> this will make the distribution companies mad, as I said, uh, and then pay per stream will go up, as I said. So that's the first thing is under a thousand stream songs will not be monetized. So then the game is going to be like, all right, so how do I get my song to a thousand streams? Maybe this means we release music less frequently. Maybe this means we release music more frequently and hope that one of them hits editorial playlists. Uh, maybe this means that we try and find more niche playlists to get our music placed on. Uh, and we niche down our music creation a little bit where we're like, oh, you know, this French cafe stuff that I released with this band is doing really well. So let's focus on that or whatever. Um, I think there will be some noticeable changes in the, in the content that's released on Spotify. Okay. So that's number one. That's their first, uh, that's their first thing that is diluting. Um, gosh, how do they put it? It's, it's just so, it's so tone deaf the drain on the royalty pool <laughs> that's the first drain on the royalty pool is real artists releasing real music okay cool thanks spotify uh the second drain on the royalty pool and these other two are very hard to argue with and i think that these are these are generally good moves um the second thing is that they will begin to penalize uh fraudulent streams 
fraudulent stream activity. So they will penalize both the the person who is doing the fraudulent streaming, who, whose track is benefiting from the fraudulent streams, and the label or distri- distribution company, or both, who released that fraudulent stream. And I was watching a video by Andrew Southworth, who's an awesome person to follow if you're somebody who's into music business and music uh, industry stuff. Andrew Southworth's YouTube channel, there's tons of free content on there, but he's also has, has some like music business communities, the Genera, I think it's called the Genera Studio. I'm promoting his stuff. I don't get any money. I'm a part of one of his little communities though, because Andrew Southworth is awesome. Um, he talked about how the penalty is going to be very small. It's going to be like a hundred bucks or something like that. I didn't see that on Spotify for artists, so I don't know where he got that information. But he seems to know stuff. Um, so it, it will be nominal. It will be it'll be nothing, uh, not a huge amount of uh, of money, but it will be penalized in some way. Um, and the hope here is that the distributors and the labels will be less inclined to serve bad actors who continue to get in trouble for these fraudulent streams. Um, And I think this has some uh, important lessons to learn for artists. And that is, one, we have to make sure that we're not... I don't know if there's more than one. I just said one. We, We have to make sure that we're not buying into these, you know, big stream... Like get your get your song streamed. These these um, I don't know what you even call them, where you can buy streams. It's like don't buy streams for your song ever. Don't do that. That's bad. I understand the reasoning. Like the reasoning is like if you get enough streams on the day one or day two of your release, your song might get put into algorithmic playlists. I've talked about algorithmic playlists based on my releases with Lulu's Playground. Um, And I did a summary of that, I think, a few episodes ago because we did 17 singles in 17 weeks and we watched some of those songs like really blow up. And by by blow up, I mean like a handful, like like four four or 5,000 streams. So not crazy, but like some songs like this this page went from zero listeners to to thousands uh over the course of these 17 weeks which was really fun and interesting and now it has died died way down to under 100 listeners a month but uh some of those songs got up to over got up to thousands of streams through the algorithmic playlist and that's because on the first couple of days some of those songs got listened to a lot by users which was rad and then as it got listened to more it got put into algorithmic playlists more and i just noticed that once it's in the algorithmic playlist system it's it just you know depending on your music it'll either crush or it won't people will either skip it or they won't and if they don't skip it they'll listen to it more but don't buy like i understand the, i understand the motivation don't buy streams for your song figure out a better way uh there are ways to run facebook and instagram ads where you can spend a little bit of money and get people to click on your song and listen to it uh you can make a little creative video you know you can target specific people based on what your music sounds like it's a pretty slick way of using conversion ads on Facebook and Instagram. And this is something I might talk about on the podcast a little bit too, because I've been doing this more with my music and with other things, uh, conversion ads, and then tracking the, uh, tracking the number of clicks on the actual splash page where you can choose to listen on Spotify or listen on Apple music or whatever. Uh, but those do move the needle for a lot of artists. Um, it just means you have to spend a little bit of money, which is lame, but it's better than, spending money on buying streams and then getting banned from Spotify forever. All right. Uh, so there's that. And, uh, you have to be careful with companies like, so this is number two, I guess you have to be careful with companies like boost collective 
Um, I, I keep seeing ads for Boost Collective, and I haven't, I haven't like clicked on them and looked at what Boost Collective is, but I just see these ads pop up because I'm kind of in music business and music industry a little bit on socials. I get these ads that pop up in my feed, and you know, a lot of these companies they 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 grow very quickly and then they die off because they get caught doing doing shady stuff basically i've seen a lot of these companies that are like oh you can buy a package where your song will get streamed by bots or whatever and it's like they're not telling you that your song is going to get streamed by bots they're they're telling you your song is going to get streamed and then it turns out that it's by these bots or it's by you know these like stationary computers that are just like streaming people's songs um for many hours at a time and so these companies will get caught doing that and then they'll get shut down. And so they pop up and they, and they go away and they pop up and they go away and they pop up and they go away. And the least the one I've been seeing most recently is that boost collective one. And it's right away. I'm like turned off right away. I'm like, I don't think that's how you build an audience. I do think ads can work and it stinks to pay for pay for things. And sometimes we feel even silly about running ads for our own music. And I think that's a lame, uh, I mean, I understand that, that mindset. I understand uh, feeling like a shill for <laughs> promoting your own music, but this, like, if you want it to be able to sustain you, at some point you do have to get it in front of people that might want to hear it. And and the, really, the only way to do that is to either figure out how to make viral content on the internet, which is seems like a moving target and one of the hardest things on the planet to do, or you got to pay some money and and make a nice ad that promotes your music to people that might like your music. And, and take some notes on the kind of people that clicked it and further hone the people that you market to for future stuff. That sounds like the thing you marketed. Uh, this seems like a better way than to buy streams. So don't buy streams. Don't do things like Boost Collective. Don't, don't get your songs boosted by these sites because they could get flagged. They could get fined. You could get fined. You could get your music pulled. You could make it so that your music doesn't ever get placed back on Spotify. And all of those things are problematic for you as an artist because you are a real artist and you are releasing real music and you are in this for the long game. And if you're in this for the long game, you don't want to burn those bridges, even though there's plenty of arguments for why Spotify sucks and why we should just not use streaming at all. But I'm not going to go there because I am somebody who's trying to figure out how to make it work for me. And one of the upsides of these three, of, of getting rid of these three, I keep forgetting what it is, drains on the royalty pool, is that the songs that do well will make a higher per stream payout. What that per stream payout is, I don't know. I did go to my Spotify, like my aggregate numbers on Spotify from all the releases that I had. And I had something like 240,000 streams last year, which is pretty good for me. Like I, I went from, I think I had like in the thousands my first year under under my own name. And then in the 20,000s, my second year under my own name. And now this third year in the 240,000. So I'm really hoping that I can make the leap. I have a new release coming next year. I'm really hoping I can make the leap to millions of streams. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. I don't know how you get to a place like that, uh, but I'd love to make that leap from 240 to 240,000 to, to millions. Um, but when you're doing those kinds of numbers, 
you know, the payout would be bigger. When I calculated my 240,000 streams, it was, it was right on the money of about 0.003 cents per play. It was like 0.003 and then it was like one, two, one, 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 whatever. Um, so it was pretty much what they estimate. I, you know, my understanding was that it was between 0.003 cents per play and 0.004 cents per play. It, it seems to be that it's pretty much right on the money of 0.003 cents per play. If you're an independent artist, if you're somebody like me, I guess. Uh, or maybe Spotify just hates me for some reason. Uh, but I think that's about what you're going to make. And with this new uh, fix on the drain in the royalty pool, theoretically, we could make more than 0.003 cents per play, which would be great if you're doing numbers in the low millions. It's like you could, instead of making hundreds of dollars or, or in the low thousands, you can make you know a couple thousand or 3,000 or 4,000 if you have a million streams. Um Cool. Let's keep going. Uh, I hope that that's correct, that the payouts will be more. So here's number three. Number three is that Spotify is lengthening the amount of time that a track has to run in order to get paid if it's a noise track. And by noise, they they, they use the examples of, um, of white noise, of just noise, and of like whale sounds wind sounds, sleep sounds, music for sleeping, music for studying, the kind of stuff that uh, isn't really music, isn't artistic, isn't made by an artist, where you know the point at which the song cuts off is, is a non-artistic decision. Spotify kind of talks about all that stuff. And what they said was that what people have been doing is they've been making these noise tracks and they've been putting them on playlists and then they've been basically just saying like, look we get paid at 30 cents. So let's make each one of these 31 cents and let's blend them together on this playlist so that there isn't really a break in the note in the sound, but every 31 seconds, a new song plays, which means that we'll get paid more frequently. So their new model is that all of this music, that's noise music. So if you're somebody who deals in noise music and you've been making some bank, this is going to affect you big time. Uh, you have to do two minute, two minutes. The, the, the tracks have to be at least two minutes in length and they have to be listened to for two minutes in order to get paid. This increases, uh, or decreases the amount that you can make by a fourth, I believe is the is the correct math. Um, so that's a pretty big difference maker. And what they're also going to do is they're going to pay those tracks out at a fraction of the price that they pay out music that's done by artists. So not only are they increasing the length that the track has to be in order to be monetized and the amount of time it has to be listened to in order to be monetized for, for noise tracks, they are also cutting the amount of money you can make uh, to a fraction of what you make, which is funny because it's already a fraction of a penny, right? They're going to do a fraction of that paid out to noise tracks. Um, okay. Currently 30 seconds. Uh, they've been doing 31 seconds. I kind of went through all my points already. They believe that over five years, these three changes will amount to $1 billion going to quote unquote working artists. And this is also where I like take issue with their uh, their use of the term working and professional because there are lots of working and professional artists that are not getting a thousand plays per song a thousand streams per song in a year that are still completely legitimate professional and working artists and that's a very important point to make because I, I i assume that many of you listening are in that boat where you are professional musicians and you're working extremely hard on building a career and you're not yet making big stream numbers 
And so this will affect you. How we can somehow leverage this to our advantage is yet to be revealed to me. I do think there's probably some way, something we can do as artists that will help. I mean, it's like there's there's always the the playlist pitching before you release and there's different pitch strategies and there's different release strategies, releasing singles versus albums versus a waterfall strategy, which I want to do an episode on because I just learned about that not long ago and I think I want to try it. Uh, but yeah, in summation, I think Spotify is generally tone deaf when it comes to artists, but it sure seems like they're trying to make artists who do have a, a streaming presence. It's it's so funny too because so many of these artists that have a huge streaming presence, they're like they don't play professionally. Nobody knows who they are in real life. They don't play shows. They're like the opposite of professional working artists actually, but they're the ones doing the big numbers on Spotify. There's a lot of people that fit that description description too. Um so so you know, as always, pretty tone deaf from Spotify. But they're trying to find a way to pay people more money, which I appreciate, I guess. Uh, I still feel like there needs to be a user-centric model for streaming that takes a penny from the listener's account and puts it right into the artist's account. There's no reason why we can't do that. Ten bucks a month will get you a thousand songs at a penny per song. Nobody listens to more than a thousand songs in a month. I mean, like, maybe some of you do. I don't. I haven't. I don't know if I have since college. Maybe even not then. And I, I used to listen to music constantly. A thousand songs in a month? Ridiculous. So the company could could just say, look, you listen to this music, it's 10 bucks a month, you get a, get a penny, the artist gets a penny when you listen. There needs to be some kind of user-centric model. Uh, my understanding is that Deezer is releasing a new model that they're calling quote-unquote artist-centric. I don't know what it means or what it entails, but it's something that uh, would be an interesting episode. And uh, look, I want to say that I appreciate all of you for listening. I learned during the Spotify wrapped period, which is always a tumultuous period for artists because they see other artists posting their Spotify wrapped. And then you feel like you're not good enough because so-and-so is getting a million streams and you're only getting 240,000 or so-and-so is getting 240,000 and you're only getting 20,000 or so-and-so is getting 20,000 and you're only getting 900. We're all on the same journey here. We're all on the same journey here. And I want to encourage you to keep going and will get better over time. I don't know what else we can do. There's a there's there's other models. I mean whatever you could you could you could talk about building a fan base that will pay for your music, that will pay for merch. You can sell other kinds of merch. You can monetize things in different ways. And this is something we talk about on the podcast a lot, but I think it's important to not get not get discouraged when you see the Spotify wrapped numbers posted by everybody else and you just stay positive and keep making music and and keep building relationships with people and for god's sake build a relationship with somebody at a sync licensing agency do it now do it now you got some music in the can do it now build a relationship with somebody who's cool who works at a sync licensing agency and get them your library of music so that you can start making some real money on it all right i started saying this because i wanted to say that i appreciate you all I looked at the Spotify rap numbers on this podcast and I learned that 195 people have this podcast as a top 10 podcast on Spotify 
142 people have it as a top five and something like 90 something people have it as their top podcast on Spotify. That could be because they found one episode that was cool, like the one with hippocampus drummer Whistler Isaiah. It's possible that they all just listened to that episode and that was it. And that's the only podcast they've ever listened to on Spotify. I, I try to take these numbers with a grain of salt, but it was pretty cool seeing that stuff and that you all are listening and checking it out. And I appreciate that. I'm going to continue to do research and bring you guys the most up-to-date stuff that I can and interviews with artists that are friends of mine. Things may change. The format may change. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep going though. Uh, because too many of you are digging this for me to stop. So I appreciate you very much. And uh, if you're still listening, you're one of the real ones. I'll see you in a week. Peace.